And welcome back to the Reserves Podcast. Cobb's just finishing off his chicken wing. Come on, man. Sorry about that. Kobe. Cheer boy. Cheer boy. Wednesday pod. Late City pod. boy. Late pod. Um, <laughs> just trained in the rain. Yep. Um, how do they, you, so that's second session for you? Second, yep. Um, how do you go is like... Feeling much better because I stretched it, uh, really like thoroughly beforehand this time. Sure. Last time was just a little like... Nah. So for our, for our listeners, yep. like, a lot of people would go... What do you mean Dill needs to stretch when he's a big lineman that doesn't even touch the fucking ball no, in the I sporty place? Yeah, I need to stretch. see someone trains in the rain, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Even though, see, but, you know, a lot of a lot of people say, though, if you're not going to play in the rain, mm. don't train in the rain. And I'll tell you what, when it's fucking 40 degrees sun, uh, on a Saturday in January, there yeah. ain't no rain there, mate. So, no, one final one for you, Dill. We've got a lot to get through today. Oh, absolutely. So, we're going to get straight into it. So... Your your left guard or your guard at the moment? Aren't no, you? no, I'm tackle. Don't, don't, Sorry. don't. Do you want don't to stay tackle silly. or yes, do you want to correct. do you want to move into the centre role? No, no, tackles for you me. Know, left tackle, right tackle. Right tackle, a little bit more agile than the uh, guards. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm there. Cold blood flood on the other side. Correct. So you got a double yeah. wing pronged attack. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking sexy. A couple of couple of wing backs. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> watch out. Yeah. Oh, Ivan Perez. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into it because, like, like I said, in terms of questions this week. I'm not going to say it's broken a record because yep. there's probably a few weeks early on where we had 20 questions, but not very minimal of these questions are like just statements. They are sure. genuinely questions. So we've had, s- we've had the people on notice for a while. Like, a, we, yeah. we, we've gone on a bit, yeah. and we said like, "Don't be like Kobe. Don't be a fuckhead." All right, put in your <laughs> questions. Contribute to society. I haven't even right. done anything. I don't, you've actually. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even said anything. Just yet. do what Kobe doesn't do, and that's contribute. All right. Wow. This one is from Hudson Babbage. He says, shout out to Grassroots at Hayden. Oh. Who do we think could be a roughie to finish top three in the Brownlow? For him, he says, it's Jeremy Cameron. Geelong, arguably the best team all year. Non-biased from a Cats supporter. Winky face. Who is there to still vote from him? Guthrie, quiet at the start of the year. Duncan traditionally won't poll. So he is asking us who we have as a smoky for a top three finish, mm. a la your Brayshaw from a few years ago, and his pick is Jeremy Cameron. I think Jeremy Cameron's a really good pick, to be brutally honest. Um, I think I won't, it won't surprise me. I'm going to go to the odds here. Oh, yeah? Love going to the odds. Odds, odds are always a, a decent indicator. Correct. Um, Hugh McCluggage. Could poll yeah, a very little good bit. I don't of, think top three, but very I think good middle of the season patch he had. Um, it's a hard thing. Like usually the the Brownlow winner's been someone, you know, in a top half team. Like Ollie Wines won it last year, finished top four. Be like Clary's going to be. What do you want? A dark horse. <laughs> a top three finish for a dark horse. Yeah. Hmm. Are you still going to have Pat, is Paddy Cripps still going to be deemed a dark horse? You reckon? Nah. You don't reckon? Nah. You'll be leading after eight rounds. But he falls away a fair bit. Can we just say I'm glad you brought up that man. Has there been someone has that's had a less criticised back up Brownlow year than Oliver Wines? That man, well, he, did did, him, all, well, he did have a heart attack after oh, that, one game. That cat, just, <coughs> that, that fucking cat, just scared. Hello, cat. <laughs> he did have basically a heart attack. After that is, one game. Yeah. that is, true. and then came back a couple of weeks later. Yeah, that's so true. Let's just give him a bit of slack, eh? Um, oh. Right, top three finish. 
Callum Mills. He's I yeah, actually I, his name. Callum Mills is a really Wait, good bet. Someone who I would take good bet. But look, good he's bet. probably not going to poll that well due to the lack of winning games. But someone who was quietly a top five or just outside the top five in the player association coach mm. or is it the coach's votes? Mm. Connor Rose. Really, he's seventy six votes. Took his first on eighty five. That it, makes me sick. It makes me sick, and I'm not saying. He's my pick. I'm just saying, based on those votes, you never know. That Could makes we, me well, he's one. Ill. He's one. He's took a, took a sniff. You reckon? Well, I think Took's definitely Do you reckon, a sniff. Do you reckon he's polled Could when they won? Could be a bit of Gary about it. Just, <laughs> yeah. And they're actually better than when Gary was there. I'm not, so, I'm not saying that he's like Gary. I'm saying yeah. how Gary was able to poll votes in a bad we'll, we'll do it. We'll do a top three heading into the Brownlow. Do you want another top five in the Brownlow <laughs> predictor at the moment? Go. So fifth is uh, Lockie Neal. Yep. Then it's Cripper. Clayton Oliver, Took, and Andy is the winner. Sounds about right. For the Brownland yeah, Sounds about right. Fuck, it would be good to see Took win it, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it, oh, yeah. It'd be fucking <laughs> good to see Andy win. Yes, it would. And then I can party with him. And then and it'll be unbelievable because they'll be yeah. celebrating. Like Freo can actually get on the piss because they won't win a final. Wow. Yeah. Oh, well, we've got the Brownland medalist, boys. <laughs> yeah, At least five. we win something. Fluffy! Chris Hall. First time. Oh, very First good. time question. Holy. Chris Hall. Yes. Chris Hall Barry's brother He's just done a second hamstring In three yeah. weeks Rest yeah. in peace Barry, yeah. Barry's Stop hogging the girls mate que- Oh <laughs> Watch out Question for the pod Considering this year's AFL draft Is majority midfielders Yep Should West Coast Trade pick two For two later first round picks And draft two young mids For example If they could find their way To get pick two For like six and twelve I think that's a poor idea Yep Why um, Notoriously <clears throat> So I think with any team that's rebuilding, you need to get some top-end talent coming in. Um, I know we've spoken about Jason Horn francis a fair bit in the past, but he's going to be a, a top-end player, and usually your top-end players, your Petrakas, your Olivers, your Nat Nui's, all these top-end guys. Oh, love that from you, <laughs> <laughs> Um they're, they're usually top-five selections. Like Bont was a top-five, a lot of them. Surely the Eagles are now at the stage where you just pick the best player. Yeah, you pick best player. Don't don't try to get too cute. Um, I think with your first round selection, you yeah. just got to try. Bloody hole, Barry. So good, good question. Like in Bloody theory, hole. like deal. Like in theory, like you think NFL and you go, oh, you got pick four, but you've already got a quarterback, and you know some teams want to get down, ahead. Get Let's try down. First, yeah. um, it's probably a little bit different in AFL. I don't think we're mature as of yet to yep. be doing that. This one's from the White Walker. Wagwan, my lovelies. What? W-A-G, W-I-N. Wagwan. Yep. Uh, do you understand what that is? No fucking idea. It's like, um, hello. Where's it from? Uh, England. In- oh. Okay. Hope it's, you're wait, all- <laughs> it, wait, it's coming home. It's already home. It's home. Hope you're all playing well and praying for Ath to stay up. That's not happening. We are C-grade. If you could pick any non-combat athlete to win a Battle Royale-style fight against 100 other random athletes, who would you pick? Ooh. They're not allowed to have their sporting equipment, though. No guns for shooter, no darts, no javelin. So any non-combat athlete to win a battle royale against 100 okay. other random athletes. So no boxing, no I'm UFC. I'm throwing in my boy Joey Chestnut. He lead his way through the crowd. <laughs> um, well, who's Football's sh- a funny one because there's some blokes that could box. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to think. It's oh, really oh no, question. no. It's like a... Um, Here's one. Go. Braden Proust. Oh, no. It's like a... Um, Throw his body around. It's, it's like an Aaron Donald. Oh. Or a Travis Kelsey. No, yep. no, no, no. Stopped at Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Yep. The, man, the man trains with knives. The man, the man trains by juggling choke. knives with his fists. And even in this case, he can't use knives. doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> Here's a follow-up. Secondly, if you had to fight a professional athlete right now, past or present, who would you confidently beat? 
My pick is Dylan Orcott. What? You need to where you say that. I don't even know what you said. If you could fight a professional athlete right now, <laughs> who you would confidently, who would you pick? And like you'd be. <laughs> Come on, mate, read it. Who would you? Look, Secondly, if you had a, if you had to fight a professional athlete right now, past or present, <laughs> who would you confidently beat? His pick would be. Dylan Alcott. That's fucking ridiculous. He needs to look himself in the mirror after that. That's fucking <laughs> ridiculous. That is so bad. Uh, past or present right um, now. <clears throat> I'd, I'd give me Muggsy Bogues. No, no give me Alex Witherden. <laughs> yeah, he, he wouldn't find his way out of a I'd touch him if fall over. Yep. Yep. Kobe? Hmm. And it's not, it can't be Travis Head. Give me Maria Sharapova. Done. You give her a kiss. That's a fucking rogue pick. Give her a kiss too. Finally, <laughs> finally, is Clayton Oliver the ugliest bloke? He's really throwing hands at people. Is, this, oh my, is, is Clayton Oliver the ugliest bloke in the AFL currently? And does he have the most punchable face? No, nope, Matt Tabner. Nah, disappointed. Both. Oh, he's not the ugliest. No. Here's a question. My man Taylor Walker, attractive or not attractive? Taylor Walker? Yep. Nah, he's all right. You reckon? Tex. He's got fucking ears, mate. Tex. Yeah. No, he's, he's, fine. Fine. he's got he's ears. Fine. I wouldn't say ears. I've got someone in mind. Go ahead. And it hurts me because I love him. The fucking lizard, mate. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. Big Blakey. He's pretty, he's pretty stiff. Tom Hickey? Yeah. Mm, no, he's got there's a bit a of rugged. There's a couple of Ruckman Royals. Right right Jai Cully? He's yeah. A, oh, um, Jared Witts. Nah, Witts is okay. No, Darcy no. Cameron. No. no. Darcy Cameron he's looks all like. Right. He looks like. Chunk from the Goonies. Not Chunk, Sloth. <laughs> sloth really from the Goonies. <laughs> I'm a bit off um, Cam Zerhar at the moment with the, the snake tattoo down the arm. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's one of the worst. Oh, nice. It's um, like a full-blown fucking anaconda on his arm. Fuck yeah. yeah. Who else? Love shit tats. <laughs> yeah, so do I. I've got one. Yeah. Got two, actually. Mm. No, no, just tricking. They're good. This one comes from Smoky Doors. After like a two-year-old racehorse that has shown promise and performed well early doors, but has now gone uh, shin sore and needs to be put in the paddock for the rest of the season, or is it not panic stations? Can, Go. Are these supporters the most reactive in the in the world? No, no, because every single supporting group is the same. It's the one thing that I gets my gears grinded every week. We're so one week at a time in regards to, oh, we fucking, we fucking lost this week. We're done. We're done. Two weeks later. Oh, top four. Top four, top four. Flag mantle. And then like, it's been up and down each week. So Fremantle have been exactly what we predicted Fremantle would be, didn't we, Dil? First half of the season, Kobe said, what, seven and two? They were roughly around that. They were seven and two, I yep. believe. Second half of the year, really hard opposition to face. Going to be a bit difficult. Yep. Fuck, we predicted it. Everyone did. Who so, I think the thing leading um, Fremantle straight at the moment is they're, what worked for them in the first half of the season, teams have figured out. So, now they've almost gone full, like, Geelong last year. Like, Friday night, they were just trying to chip mark. Yeah, it was And then it was pretty, pretty tough watch. It but sucks. if they try to put speed on the footy, it gives them a good chance. Absolutely. So. Okay, this one is from Andrew James, Big Cheese. Cheese! I've got a story slash question. Oh, I love a story. For you. You know I love stories. Yep. Bit of story time. Played Mandra City FC midweek in Masters. Soccer. Mm, mm. Both teams uh, cop soft red cards at 1-1, so which I'm guessing is yellow-yellow. No, no, just straight reds. He said it's a soft red, though. Yeah. As, or Might just, just like be like soft, a red card, soft. but it was a shit red Fair card. Fair enough. Yeah. Ref lost control of the game and mm. sent off another Forest Field player mm. with a straight red 
for a challenge that was equal to what the other team were doing all, da- all game. Yeah. Um, it so, seems a little bit toward, biased towards cheese. Yeah. Player for Mandra, who should have been sent off, scores the 90th minute winner. Oh, oh no. no. At the bar afterwards... Oh, no. A young lad on the scooter rides onto their pitch and rips it into pieces doing burnouts. That's great. He goes, question is, what's the best sporting karma you've ever seen? <laughs> Ooh. Best sporting karma. Shit. Best sporting karma. That's a fucking tricky one. I've got good karma. Go. Good karma. Go. Um, Jason McCartney, Bailey, Bailey Bombings, comes back in his last game, kicks the winning goal. That's good karma. Yep. For someone who's been through some shit. That's, okay. a, that's yep. a fucking big one. Yeah. yeah. I can't, off the top of my head, think of bad karma. Someone Dude. in the uh, Athbald-Ivis game, the bloke um, being chippy all game ends up breaking his ankle. That was really? a bit of bad karma. Really? Okay. It's a really hard question without prep. Yeah, my bad. Because um, we prep a lot on this show, but we just don't prep for certain questions, you see. And that's <laughs> the thing as well. Like, But that's the thing. Bad karma happens all the time. Like you say, you know, people like, you know, showing off and then missing a yeah. wide open goal. Like, we'd have to have a bit of a think about it. Yeah. Um, here's one from the weekend. Go. Taylor Walker misses a goal, dead in front, 25 meters out. Couldn't happen to a better bloke. On the kick out, Doc hits Mitch McGovern, who had just gotten into Tex for missing the goal. Yep. McGovern goes back, directly kicks it into the man on the mark. Joe the goose over the top. Yeah, Tex see, kicks that, the goal. That's the thing. You see those types of bad karmas all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yep. There's plenty out there. Just uh, none coming ahead at the moment. All right. So Jacko wanted. He wanted Who? our Jackson White. Who? Who? No. Ah. All right, fellas, relax. Relax. He wanted our um, top goal scorer, which we did last week. But he also wanted assists and clean sheet predictions on the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, he also mentioned Champions League predictions, but until the groups get drawn. Yep, we probably we yeah, can't we do that yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's add on to our predictions from last week. So let's go assist and clean sheets. Well, it's usually fair to say that it's pretty hard, in my opinion. It depends on how fit your defence is, but my my money's on Allison yep. from, from Liverpool. I I'm just going to go Edison, just yeah, I because think, he's, you know, he's, yeah, does I, it every year. I just think with um, Liverpool, Van Dijk's going to be healthy. You know, Robertson's going to be, you know, they're going to be back to full full strength behind the footy, yep. as they say. So, Allison for me, I reckon they'll be pretty dynamic. Yep. And yep. assists? Assists. Oh, fuck. It's always the hardest one. Who do you think, Dil? Um, oh, so, I like... Kevin De Bruyne's up there. Kevin De Bruyne is always going to be up there. I also like, um, after a full preseason and... Starting the year with the Spurs, Kulusevski uh, yep. has a very good chance of being up there. He um, snagged a lot of assists when he came in. Yep. Um, oh. I'm going to be. I'm going to have a bit of a bias one. I yep. there's two yeah, that I'm it. really looking forward to at Arsenal. A little bit of Emil Smith Rowe. All right, young player coming through. But more importantly, Gabriel Jesus comes in. Someone's going to give him the ball. A deal. That is. That's usually how it rolls. Yep. My man Martin Odegaard. Oh, recently named captain as yep. well. Captain, captain uh, Martin. So captain courageous. Got a feeling Gabriel's going to be in some decent places, decent positions right, on the pitch. Here's one for you. Go. On. I have no idea who will have the clean sheets. <laughs> who's Man City's goalkeeper? Edison. Edison. Who I said. Edison will get it. Sure. And Trent Alexander-Arnold will have the most assists. You from right back. Yep. Mm, there okay. you go. Not, not wing back. I don't mind that. No. Okay, right back. There That's fair enough. It's yep. cool. Very good. Um, next question coming up here. 
Uh, I'll read it for the sake. So it starts uh, this weekend too, Premier League. So I'm pumped. Oh, I'm actually I'm really excited. Really excited. Uh, Keaton Critchell, surely a segment on the Adelaide training training camps um, scandal this week. Might mention it in a little bit. Yeah. Not like oh, there is a bit to mention, but in terms of what we already know. Well, it's funny you say that. There's been a tweet just come out very recently, lads. Uh, breaking news. I'll read it. So obviously Eddie Betts's book released today, I think actually. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of information within that uh, about the Adelaide camp as well. A lot of information we already know, but there's also some explicit details that has been recently released that the AFLPA, some of the information released in Eddie's book, correct, were not known by the AFLPA and therefore uh, it's deemed new findings to them. How do they not know? Exactly right. So, so the players just never told them? Or they just kept their hands clean. So you just don't know. But they pretty much said it's mm. extremely concerning and they're going to be contacting all of the Adelaide 2018 players regarding the camp to get yeah. a better understanding. Oh, well, we're already, we're already into it now. So we might as well just quickly go. Um, a um, work safety commission yep. in Victoria, was it? Yep. Gave the tick of approval. Um, look, take that with a grain of salt. Yep. I think everybody... That knows about this story knows that it should not have got any tick of approval from anywhere. No, um, as we saw in uh, some more findings in Andy Betts' book. Yeah, you know. So we're getting into this now. Yeah, we may as well. Um, like information that the players <coughs> thought were private became not yeah. like you know public, um, and they were just you know put to some tasks that you know seemed some t- like some people say inhumane. Like it was just it was a whole it was a shit show. Yeah. Um, so my, but it, it is interesting though People then come out And um, there is You know It goes both ways You know A lot of people Say If you really didn't like it that much We've seen a lot of Contract extensions Post Post camp So yep. Which way do you want it yep. So it's interesting I think it's the other way You have a lot of um, Pretty much Nearly all the The indigenous players At the Crows Are left, all gone All left Straight after 2000 And I think there's one quote That really sums that up Yep. About the talking stick. So you had you had um, Charlie Cameron, you had Cam Ellis Yolman, Eddie Betts. Um, there's a few more in did there. Eddie, but... Did Eddie resign? No, he no. left after 2018. Okay. Yep. So Eddie goes on in the book and he explains within it, obviously little excerpts that we've got out um, via articles. But he was after the camp. He felt pretty uh, disenchanted. Was pretty pretty flat as you, as you would be going through the torment um, as a proud Indigenous man and went to the club saying that. I've got some grave concerns around the well-being of not only myself but the other Indigenous players. Can we please be exempt from this leadership style course that these individuals at Adelaide were doing? Um, said that to the Crows and essentially Eddie was stood down from the leadership group for the 2018 season, which, is just which broke him a lot. So um, I encourage people to, if they don't understand the story, get Eddie's book or even to search up. There's a great article on the, the Sydney Herald. A lot of podcasts going around as well. A lot of podcasts going on. Yep. Um, but essentially, it's it's almost like the a, the AFL kept their hands nice and clean with it. That's what it seems. And for the AFLPA to not Things even know. Things were yelled at me that I had disclosed to the camps counsellors about my upbringing. All the people present heard these things. I was exhausted, drained and distressed because this is when he had a rope tied to him and he had to yep. climb away, get the knife and cut it. But as they were trying to do that, people were yelling things at him that he had previously disclosed to the council. Not only pl- ridiculous. not only people with teammates yep. yelling at him as well. Another camp dude jumped on my back and, st- and, and started to berate me about my mother, something so deeply personal that I was absolutely shattered to hear it come out of anyone's mouth. Yep. Ridiculous. So the fact that, like, it obviously happened, but um, it's just discussing that it did 
happen and you just need to look at where Adelaide are as a club and it's um, it's really, really, really it's, sad. It's, it's, it's funny, sad. you know, it's funny because everything, you know, I'm not going to get into details because, you know, we're just not about that here, but there are so many things in society that um, organisations are jumping on board and they are trying to promote and they're trying to include and the fact that the AFL have still not done anything about this yep. is fucked. Mm. Especially you know, you've got everything going on in the world right now that they're all trying to mash into one and you let this just slide. Like You really just hope that eventually there is a punishment for the Crows. Something comes fuck right. the Crows, honestly. Yep. Absolutely. And don't... I'm a big believer. Don't hide behind this leadership camp group, whatever they want to call them. They're calling them a cult, whatever. Don't don't hide behind them. Own it. Adelaide never. Do you own think it. this was as a result of losing that grand final? They just went over the board, overboard. Yeah, they did. So the, the people it. that don't know. So this cult, they, what are they called? The the leadership group. I don't know what they're called, but they also they also were analysing the players' faces as they came out yep. through the banner. So they Some actually were filming, go through the banner. They were filming that certain players didn't perform well, and one of the reasons was they weren't didn't have their game face on as they ran through the banner and actually sat down with players and went through their vis- their face as they ran yeah. through banners. For also one, for one grand final. Yeah, loss. well, no, this is this is for out two thousand seventeen as oh. they led into. So the, this actual group that ran the camp were a part of the Crows in twenty seventeen. So the Crows. Um, before the finals, they actually utilised some of their training session to practice the power stance. So it was all this, um, they call it like this mentality, this um, warrior mentality that they talk about trying to be like macho man, essentially. Um, and I think it just epitomizes that, I'm not saying it sort of represents like the yesteryear of some what rah-rah football sort of thing. Um, and the fact that Eddie and some other players um, just went, it was this is a crock of shit, why the fuck are we doing this? Mm. Proves the modern player that not everyone's the same. So... Yeah. Um, it was very much a, a one-fits-all approach that this group utilised or tried to utilise on the Crows. And, um, yeah, they went way too far. One of the, the worst camp. things I've ever seen, to be honest. And I, I've been on leadership camps and footy camps with, you know, companies like this. Yep. Oh, it Something had to go cr- like completely wrong to be like this. Yep. Um, and, unfortunately, the Crows have suffered and will be suffering for a fair while as a result. Like... They're like West Coast when it comes to a proud club in the AFL. Um, and unfortunately, this is their, their first real blip on their radar, really, when yeah, you look like, at it. Yeah, like the, you know, the West sagas Coast had of the, 06. Yeah, yeah, West Coast 06 had that. to, or even you go like 05 to like 07, yep, when Juddy finally left and Cousins finally left. Like that hurt the Eagles for a long time. Yeah, it know? sure did. Um, and in Adelaide's gone through that at the moment, and... People were out on Matty Nix at the moment, but credit to him um, with what he's doing with, with one of the youngest groups in the AFL well, on the field. It's so. probably the hardest thing for a senior coach to come in. He didn't know, he didn't really just have to change the game plan and the list. He had to change the culture. Yep. And that's probably the hardest thing to do. And he's coming from a fair way back. Exactly. So um, hopefully we find out a little bit more and we all hope... It's really interesting though, isn't it? Yeah, we really hope that some sanctions actually get put in but completely understand that... Um, it's four years ago now. It's been four years ago but actions can't just be passed to the wayside. Yep. All right, uh, next one. Uh, Casey Vander, you guys are doing a team triathlon. Who does what leg? Oh, I think fuck. this is very easy. This is I saw this. Easy. You're not swimming. Nope, you are. I'm swimming. You are running. Yep. I'm riding. Happy. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Done. 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 Thank you. I'm happy with that. See you later. Hey, what stroke would you use, Dill? Sorry. Freestyle. He's swimming. swimming. Oh, sorry, Kobe. Freestyle. Yep. Absolutely. Dill. What stroke of running are you using? I'll run backwards. Yep. <laughs> 
Might skip a little bit. It's a long way to run. <laughs> I'm actually not too bad. I'll just take my time. What would be your worst one? Um, Yours is obviously swimming. No, swimming would be mine too. Like, I'm a good swimmer. Like, I'm actually a decent swimmer, but just haven't done it. I'm not going to lie, mine would probably be running. Really? Yeah, of the three. Shit. Deal? Mm. Yeah, swimming because I'll drown. <laughs> All right, moving on. Brad Dixon, do we really trust Geelong for September? I think you have to. Why know. not? Yeah. So I'm going to hate, I hate, do you guys listen to the Monday Means Test with David King at SEN? Sorry, no. So I hate David King. That's fair enough. But he, and I'll put, he had this, I'm going to propose it to you guys. He believes at this stage there's only three teams in the AFL that can win the grand final. Go. Geelong? Yep. Melbourne? Yep. Sydney? I think so is three. He goes, Fremantle, like you can't trust for several reasons, obviously Carlton as well. Collingwood is the most, this is the biggest streak ever. You know, sorry, the biggest streak by under two goals ever won by a team in a single season. Um, the lowest percentage ever by a top four team at this point of the year. Top four team since 1945 or something. Yep, something shit. like that. Um, and then I can't remember who's just outside the five. Brisbane. So Brisbane's falling away as well. So Sydney can hurt you with their ball movement with the footy and they're strong enough defensively at times. Just question marks around the footy. Melbourne, we know what Melbourne are. And Geelong... You have to trust them this year. They how brave they've been to go from making prelims, a grand final in 2020, playing a certain way, to completely flip it and go. We're going to put Jeremy Cameron, who's a common medalist, up around the football and let him just like they changed it a bit, um, which is a credit to him. And I think it will get him to a grand final if they win it. Shit, flip a coin. Anyone can win a grand final, but um, I don't think we should be ruling out Geelong just based off previous experiences. I think it's a completely new team. I yep. really do. Disagree, agree. What do you guys reckon about Geelong? Are you on board or are you off it? Yeah, they can win. Yep. I think they can win, but I hope they don't because I hate Geelong. Yep, there you go. Uh, Kane Sarich, who wins in a fight? A taco or a grilled cheese? Fair and street fights. Um, what? What? Why is he calling it a grilled cheese? What are we in the US? Cheese toasty? Cheese toasty versus what? Or toasted sandwich? Cheese toasty versus a taco. Yeah. What sort of taco? Chicken, See, or, he chicken or meat? He hasn't been specific. No, that's, that's fucking shit, mate. Because that, that is changes, a horrible question. That changes things. <laughs> yep, it does. Really does. And I'm going straight away. It doesn't matter the feeling. Grilled cheese got it every day of the oh, week. Oh, nah, but Taco's got a little bit more stuffed oh, in okay, it. Okay, okay. No, no, no. Okay, but okay. It's, like, it, it's vulnerable. It does, it's not enclosed. It doesn't have this outer shell that That's true. has this strength. All it's right. vulnerable. Cody. Fair fight. Cheese toasty. Straight fight. I'm going to go the taco. Yeah. Taco's he's a little Mexican. bit. He's yeah. Mexican. He's mm. Mexican. And, and he's a bit like unrefined, like a few uh, pointy edges. Yep. There you go. That's that silly question done. Uh, Zach Sarich now. Not a question. Would like some reflection on JK and the rookie year of Monday. Come and mate. Just relax. The rookie year. <laughs> uh, Benny Pohl. Signature dish you would cook for a dinner party. Mm. Ooh. So, so now... Ooh. Hard question. This is interesting because let's just say... Okay, let's just literally say they go, mm. hey, we're doing a... We're, we're going rogue. Mm. Bring whatever dish you want. Because next week we're doing like a reserves yeah, uh, dinner yeah. night. Yeah. Whatever dish you want, whatever dish you want, bring it. It doesn't have to match. Doesn't have to do anything. The only thing that I would like to bring Go deal. that I'm good enough to probably make and then bring it, I make a very nice chicken burrito. Chicken burrito. Okay. Yep. Like as in just like several chicken burritos or just like a, a singular. No, no. I'll, I'll make up. I'll probably do mini ones and yep. I'll make up. You know, a few mini yeah, chicken nice, burritos nice. and then once we get there, I'll be like, can I just borrow the stove and then toast yep. them in the stove? Yeah, nice. the oh, look, I can make various different pastas. I can make mm-hmm. a pretty good burrito. I can make a pretty yeah. good burger. Sure. But my 
scrambled eggs are wow. fucking to Holy die sh- for. You are Mate, going to have to show us. I'll this. tell you Mate, right my now. Eggs, I've been told straight this from Jamie Oliver. So it's funny you say that. My uh, second half, my other half, lovely uh, Molly, she got really mad at me after being in a years long relationship because I cooked her omelets for the first time, mm. year in, and she mm. said, "Where the fuck has this been?" It's true. It's fucking awesome. It's fantastic. So. I do a mean omelette, but if you're going down the egg path, I'll go something a bit different. Mm. I'm a bit of a, a bit of a chef, Dylan. We do not want anchovy pizzas. <laughs> no, we don't. Um, I might need a bit of bit of assistance, but I do make this really good pasta bake slash. If it's not pasta bake, then like a chili con carne. I make a mean chili con carne. So nice. fair. Um, fair. Do, does it count if I bring Doritos with me, like the chips? Because no, I haven't cooked them. That's I haven't cooked them that's as well. Fine. That's fine. I'm just saying. That's fine. So that's chili, fine. chili con carne. Who would win MasterChef out of our three? Me. You. Me. I'm going me as well. Well, it depends on the criteria. Did you see what I made in my blender the other day? Your blender or your... In my Nutribullet? Oh, uh, no. I made pasta sauce with avocado. If you... If you... You were here to witness that. You would be fine if it was Italian cuisine. Outside of Italian cuisine, you'd be troubled. Oh, I can do it. Oh, actually, I'll make a really good um, dal Indian dish. All right, we need to do some questions, boys. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Cold blood flood. If Branson Robinson, well, I'll explain in a minute, declared for the AFL draft this season, where would he go? And he said first. So Branson Robinson, he's 5'10". Yep. Cobb height. Cobb height. Cobb height. All right, well, that's, but, that's him ruled out of number one. But absolutely jacked yep. with... Oh, I fucking... Oh, I didn't screenshot it. I'll find it right now. Flood messaged me. Of course he did. The flog. So um, is, he, is he an NFL player? He's, so he's an NFL rookie. Yep. Um, he's going to be a rookie. No, sorry, he's at college this year at Georgetown. Yep. He benches four fifteen pounds. Pounds. Squats six fifteen. Yep. And deadlifts seven twenty. Five ten. Like jacked. Let's have a look. Like fucking jacked. Oh, he's a big boy. He's a big. However, boy. Cold Blood Flood reckons. What position does he play? Running back. Cold Blood Flood reckons if he was dra- if the draft was tomorrow, he'd be first off the street with no kicking of a fu- football ever. So I'm going to go I'm going to go cold blood flood here really quickly. Do yeah, it. you do it so I save me the words. What's what's our cold blood flood's real name? Carlin. Carlin. Listen to me mate. <laughs> when you play a game of alpha football son, how many kilometers do you think you need to complete in a game of football kilometers wise Dylan? You can help me out on this deal. How many kilometers roughly do players complete? Well, like 10. Around the 12. Yeah. 11, 12, yeah. So we're talking about Big Boy here. Big Boy is not even going to go anywhere near 12 kilometres, mate. Because he's too fucking big, mate. Alright? So he... To think that a power athlete, Dylan, can go into the AFL just because he squats this, benches that, looks swole... And, run, be and, a, and right, runs a 4.30. Yeah, 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 yeah. And to think he's not going to walk into an AFL midfield deal. He's going to get put on a wing chasing Ed Langdon up and down the wing, mate. Good luck chasing that bloke down. Alright? Nah, he needs to be able to kick the footy. American Category B rookie. Yep, American footballers can't come over here and play our great game unless if they have a serious tank, i.e. endurance, or really good skills, i.e. a punter. Give me a punter, we can have a conversation, hand-eye coordination when it comes to, or hand-to-foot coordination, but the big fellas, go play rugby, mate. Yep. Uh, Benny Pohl, second one. If your family were to take on other families in a sport... Where everyone had to play, which would you choose? Read that a little bit. So, again. if your families had to take part in a sport Ooh. where you verse other families, which one would you choose? Oh, a sport. That's my family. I'm going basketball. Okay, fair enough. Why is that? Got to give it a reason. Um, 
Dad's very good at basketball. I can play basketball. Mum can shoot. Sure. I'm going to go really rogue. George can just exist. Purely because I've got horses at home. Polo. Yeah, we'd oh, be Polo. Polo. Well, my whole family plays Polo, mate. So, well, most of them anyway. That's a bit. Bit. Mm. Bit how young. Mate, I'm a PSA student, mate. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> got money? Yep. What go. about you, do? Hey, so he didn't say it had to be a team sport. Oh. oh <laughs> We're going to go do athletics. Okay. Oh, wow. Yep. So you're going to be a team. He just goes. We're going to become an F1 team. <laughs> We're going to be doing individual team events. Yes, correct. Boy, he never said team. He said, it's, what sport? It is a We're good playing point. athletics. Athletics. All right. And then to finish up, we're not going to... Is there an argument? This from Corey about JK being top five. Thank you, people's voice. Fucking hell, that was a big one. Long that was a big one. one. Let's get into the footy. And footy, footy, footy. we have lost a couple of legends, boys. They are not we dead. Have. They are alive, but they are retiring. Josh Kennedy, David Mundy... Two legends of the, of the game. Who do you want to speak about first? Dude? We are because it's on my list this way, and there's a bit more discussion. Oh, there's equal discussion for both. We're starting with JK. Okay. Okay. Then we're going to go into. So let's revisit how we got here. Okay. Let's revisit the JK trade. Please. Why not? With Juddy. So it was Juddy for JK plus pick three. three? Yep. And twenty, which was Chris Maston. Yep. And, and twenty Knott. was Tony yep. Knott for um, Juddy and what became Dennis Armfield. Yep. Who won? Carlton, because they got Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you bet uh, me by two seconds. It's uh, like, it's such a fine line. Like, did, um, this is a really silly question. I should know this. Did JK win a Coleman? Yes. Yeah, yeah he did. So Juddy, two? two? Sorry, yeah. two, yep. Kick, he got two. Juddy won a Norm Smith. Uh, not a Smith. I think Smith. I see day, if you take Jack Rewald out, JK wins four. Yeah. Jack which Rewald is pretty good. Very good. It's pretty unbelievable. Um, oh, you have to say... West Coast one. Oh, West Coast one. I'm not not hands down. Well, um, Carlton got a well they get at that point inside inside mid version of Juddy Ball. Yeah, yep. and they a got, bra- they, and a Brownlow. They got the captain of their club in their inaugural like his first season there. Yep. He was captain of the club. And the Eagles got 700 goals and a top five player all time for them. Could you just quickly a little segue? Could you imagine in today's game a player gets traded from one club to another, and in that first season he's named captain of the club. It wouldn't happen. No. There's it would not happen. There's probably three players that that would happen to. Yeah. Go. Name them. I can't name them off the top of my head. <laughs> Fraud. But, <laughs> but like, to think that happened, you go, did that help Juddy at Carlton? You could argue no. That was like a lot of responsibility to take on straight away. But talking Kennedy, um, he'll, he's our best ever forward and will be for a long, long time. Well, then this goes into the next one then. Is he top five all time? For the, the Eagles? Eagles? Yes. Yeah, he is. Yep. I think... Um, all right, ready? Can I go? go. Yep, go. Judd, Kerr, JK, Peter Matera, Jakovic. Oh, sorry, not Kerr. Cousins. Take that out, Cousins. Yep. Judd, JK, Cousins, Matera, Jakovic. Cox? Cox. Six, six, six. Worst six. fold. Um, one I would dispute in there would be... Main wearing. Main, wear, main wearing, yep. Um, Sumich. Sumich being there too. Um, How do I know look, so a lot much of about uh, the Eagles? You do, don't sick. you? But your dad's an Eagles supporter. Yes. That's the thing. Like look at the, oh, under Herald, like you, Darren if, Glass, Andrew McIntosh. Yeah. If you know football, <laughs> Andrew McIntosh. <laughs> if you know football, and obviously we're from WA, so everyone knows. Like Dean, JK, Dean Kemp, Dean Kemp, JK, Brett Hetty. He's one of the. He's he's one of the greatest forwards since we've been alive. Oh, oh I think easily, like, mate. I think easily. Like the only current like. It's the current players that have more goals than him are Jack Rewalt and I think, Tom Hawkins. I think the better question, yeah, is the, is the comparisons 
between those three? Tomahawk, JK, Rewalt. I think he's third, mate. I think. So Hawkins, he hasn't just kicked goals. He's been the number one assist leader in the game for the last few seasons. And Jack Rewalt went from being a prolific goal scorer in his early years to then being a complete role player, team first player in the Richmond Premiership years. And then, therefore, Kennedy's probably third. We moved on a little fast. Who's your top five Eagles? I I think you said it. Those five I would have put put in there. Yeah, I'm like... I don't really have a top like a top five just solid. You know, you've I've at least got, you know, Kerr. Sorry, not you've done. I know Cousins, Judd, Jakovic. Then I think I might have Cox in there. Matira, I think I'm going to change mine and put Wush in there. Wush, yeah. Wush would be in there for me. Um, I'm putting Wush in there. So I think I think on that, um, I think there's an argument for second. Yeah. I think we got to give Jack Rerolt his respect and props and give him number one. Um, I think that Tom, oh, I love Tomahawk. Love the way he goes about it. He's just a big, thick boy, isn't he? Mm, yeah. Um, I think you can have an argument right now that you could have JK over him. There's like only a couple goals between them, but obviously Tom Hawkins looks like he's still got two or three years left, yeah. so he's definitely got time to overtake him there. Um, it's just interesting though because you look at you wonder how, especially for Rewall and and Hawkins, doesn't get spoken about much. You, you wonder what really the effect of losing the number one key defender or yep. just not constantly having the number one key defender on you yep. impacted their careers. Mm. Yep. No matter what happened, JK always got it. JK's yep. been number one. Because he's had for Darling, who forever. is going to go down as another top eagle. He's 400. What is he, second in our all-time goal scoring? Yeah. 430? Yeah. So, it yeah, it's just interesting to know how the J- how Rewat and Hawkins' careers would have gone if they had the number one defender the whole the whole, their whole career. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can't take it away from Rewal and I still think there is a I mean, slight conversation day, between... At the end of the day, 292 games, 293 on the weekend. Coleman's. Two Coleman's. Premiership. Premiership. Yeah, has he won a BNF? Yeah. I think yes. he's won one. I think he's won one. Oh, you'd be rude. You know what? You'd be rude, rude if you had Let me have mm. a quick look. And honestly, probably face of the club for the last 10 years. Oh, absolutely. The you know, and we spoke about it. I think we spoke about it on you know the pot a few weeks ago. The stutter, like he's just you know the stutter step. Yeah. You know, even though it wasn't good, kids started doing the stutter step. Yeah. You know, he's he was for a key forward that just here we go for a key forward that just went about his business. Mm. Like he's never been flashy. No. He's never he's never launched um, goals from outside fifty on the run yep. before. Yep. He's never taken hangers. Yep. For a, for a key four that's just gone about his business, the impact he's had on the fans and everyone has been yeah. un, unbelievable. I don't I don't think in my oh sorry I think Josh Kennedy when you look at isn't is he the complete forward package that you want on off field as a bloke what he represents nice human being strong family man the only thing that the only person rivaling him is Tom Hawkins yeah the because what you just described described Tom Hawkins you'd sit there and go. As a like, he was nonchalant, didn't really need to worry too much about him as a personality. Fantastic bloke, does plenty of media nights. Yep. Sit down, have a beer with you. Also a three-time All-Australian. Yep, three-time All-Australian okay. as well. Three-time Derby winning medal, so Glenn Denning medal. Seven-time yep. leading goal kicker, all-time goal scorer for the Eagles. Unreal. Um, any more questions on Josh? Fucking tormented no. the Dockers. So, he did, didn't he? So this is my thing with Josh, boys. You're going to have to get your thinking caps on here. What's your favourite or most iconic Josh Kennedy moment? Oh, fuck. I know you really put you on the spot. I'm the goal against Richmond. Oh, yep. Only a couple of years ago. A couple ago. years ago. I'll go on top of that. The 
it's just been played a little bit on the media recently, but the Nat Nui... Uh, where he roved it. Where he roved it. I think of an iconic moment. Yeah. Um, but also one that not many people remember. I think it was GWS 2014. He kicked 11 straight. 11-0. Oh, you beat me by 10. two seconds. I was going to say 10 goals against the doggies. Yeah, was, yeah, no, sure. sorry. That was... You've, yeah, yeah, you've beaten me to it. I, not necessarily a moment, but the day he he absolutely killed the doggies over here, yeah. King yep. 10 or whatever it was, unreal. Yep. And you won by like 115 yep. points yep. or something. I don't, we won't see anyone go near JK's goal-kicking record at West Coast for another 50 years. Yeah, I agree. 50 years. Yep. yep. All right, so let's move on to the next retiring WA boy. Um, well, Victorian boy, but obviously proud WA boy David now. David Mundy. David Mundy, the Rookie of the Year Davos. every year. Davos. Kobe. Mundy, sadly not for Hundy. Yeah, very sad, isn't it? Yeah. But Kobe, this is your your alley. This is your man. I am going to say something. He's probably one of, if not the most underrated yep. player, maybe ever. I yep. won't lie. I had no idea who fucking David Mundy was until 2013 Grand Final. I, I just, and he was probably the best for a player in that game. That's what I mean. He was just so not like talking about a guy that just went about his business and just played his footy. Like Mundy was all of that. How many press conferences has the man given? So many. But like you wouldn't even know because the man's just so quiet as well. But Have you heard what Sean Darcy said about his exit, not exit interview, retiring no, speech? No. He reckons he got up there. You know, whose who's retirement speech was 15 minutes long? Kane Lambert? Kane Lambert, yep. He reckons he, he was on this podcast and he gets up there. Oh, Backchat, I think it yeah. was. And he goes, yeah, he got up there and he said, yeah, boys, I'm retiring. But uh, that's not the most important thing this week. We're the game. And sat down in 40 seconds. And said, Sean Darcy was like, this is one of the greatest Ferrero players ever. Like, just yep. mate, get back up there. Speak, get up there. Speaking, speaking of top five, he's in my top five Ferrero players. Go. Top five Ferrero players. Fife, Pav, Mundy, Sandlands, Bell. Ah, uh, yeah. Hazelby? Anyone, anyone? Hazelby? Who's knocking on uh, that sadly door? Sadly not. Who's, <laughs> who's knocking on the door of the top five? I couldn't even small say. Small list, isn't it? It's a small list. Clive. Luke McFarlane. Jeff Luke Farmer? McFarlane, that's a good fucking point. Jeff Farmer? <laughs> that's a good <laughs> From point. From an Eagles supporter that knows fuck hey, all about the hey, Dockers. Jeff Farmer? Yeah, the Wizards? The Wiz. Was he better at Hayden Melbourne? Ballantyne, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Michael Walters, when it's all Michael said and done. Michael Walters. Hmm. Would you say... He, now, this is obviously... Interesting the list, though. This is really off topic. But do you think Andy Brasher would be in there when he finishes his career? Oh, mate. He's going to be a captain of the club for the next 10 years. Probably win three Brownlows. Okay. So I've taken those a yes. There we go. Um, David Mundy, pick 19 of the 2003 AFL draft. Do you guys know what we're doing in 03, boys? I was five. I was yep. six. Oh, fuck. 193 centimetres, 94 kilos. I love how they put 94 kilos in Wikipedia. Like they know He's played play. almost every position on the ground. Yep. All Australian. At one point, he was rucking with Michael Johnson. Yep. All Australian 2015, Doig Medal 2010, 2016 Fremantle Captain, Roskilden Denning Medal yep. winner in 2013, um, and Fremantle Life member in 2012, and he was in the Fremantle 25 team since from, 95. Since 95. This is the point that I that probably gets skipped over, but Pav did an interview during the week, and yes, David Money was only captain for one season, but it was when the Ross Lyon era sort of collapsed yep. in 2016, and we went 0 and 9. And they think without David Mundy, they would have been fucked that yep. year and they wouldn't have won a game. I've got a little comparison here for you. Mm-hmm. This is my opinion. I think David Mundy and his career and his longevity, and it's been probably a little bit undervalued because he's been in WA, but is he the right-footed Scott Pendlebury? Oh, the way he moves yeah. through traffic, very, very silky elegant. mover, elegant, nonchalant in a way. 
Is he the right footed Scott Pendlebury of our era? Hmm. I think of our era, yeah. I think for the last 10 years, David Money and Scott Pendlebury have been the two best kicks inside 50. Yeah, you could argue that, yeah. But obviously... Mitchell. Mm-hmm. True. Scott Pendlebury plays for one of the biggest clubs in the land and yep. David Money yep. plays oh, for... Oh, if David Money played for Collingwood, he'd yep. be a superstar. Yeah. Did he play in the Victorian game in 08? No, I don't think uh, so. Okay. No, I Look, don't Nathan so. Represented Australia, though, in the uh, Gaelic. He did. Um, but phenomenal career, massive club servant. Um, right. 370 I've games. got something for you. Please. Okay, so the reason why I've... I've some list of names here that I've got, you might be like, oh, why'd you put them in? It's not... I love David Mundy. It's not the shit on David Mundy, but with JK, the the he could be one of the greatest forwards in the two thousand, like since two thousand. Yep. So it was a bit hard to put a comparison here. This one here, David Mundy's career is so what's a he's he's not accomplished, but it is such a good career that I'd like to know whose career we would take mm-hmm. compared to some of these players that have accomplished. A flag, a mm. norm, a brown low. Mm. All right, so here I'm going to go. If the player I name is still playing, imagine he retired tomorrow. Okay. Okay? Okay. So first one, pretty easy one to get off the bat. Whose career would you rather? David Mundy or Andrew Swallow? Oh, David, David Mundy. Mundy. David Mundy. David Mundy or Bucker Hooley? David Mundy. Basher Hooley, mate. I'll take Basher That's Hooley. That's three flags, isn't it? Let's actually take Basher mm-hmm. Hooley. Yep. Yes, okay. David Mundy or Rory Sloan? David, David Mundy. Mundy. Yep, so we're also counting into all Australians and yep. things like that. Yep. Captains of the club. Yep. Yeah, yeah, cool, yep. cool, cool. So what have we got? Two to one there. David Mundy or Tom Liberatore? Current Tom Liberatore. Oh. Ask the hard-hitting questions. That's a tough one. Um, a tough one. I'd say David Mundy. Because yep. uh, you take away flag. that flag. Yep. You take away that flag, I wouldn't really say Libba's accomplished no, a hell of a no, lot No, but the thing, his personal That's the thing. Career. As a Libba, he's a cult figure for the doggies, yep. right? So that's why you sort of go, ooh, maybe I'm going to think about it. Mm-hmm. But you can't deny 370 games. And when a Fremantle fan thinks of one of their best players, they will think of David, David Mundy. Mundy. Yep. For the Bulldogs, you'd name 15, 20 blokes ahead of Libba Okay, Dora. so... If we're picking a career, we're picking David Mundy over Liverpool. There will be tears. There, there will be tears. His last home game, of course, there will. At Mundy's, yep. Oh, absolutely. Next one. So I've got probably from me. I've got six mm. more. David Mundy or Boomer Harvey. Boomer Harvey. Boomer. David Mundy or Liam Picken. David Mundy. David Mundy. Okay. David Mundy or Steel Sidebottom. Steel Sidebottom. Steel Sidebottom won a flag in 2010. We yep. forget that. Steel yep. Sidebottom. Still had an awesome kick ten in TAC. Did days. thirty and ten. Yep. Then that's not marks and tackles. That's thirty Imagine disposals. That fantasy game. Thirty yeah. disposals, ten goals. Three more. David Mundy or Brett Deledio? Mundy. Oh, I'm taking Mundy. <laughs> oh fuck! I loved Brett Deledio. I love Brett Deledio as well, but I'm taking Mundy. <laughs> oh fuck! If Deledio didn't get shot down by injuries in his later in his career, correct? Yeah, Deledio would have been a three-time premiership. Those calves. But like, um, oh fuck it, because I love Deledio's talent. This yep. is going to be real stupid, but this he was like, in a way, Petraka, like, early 2000s. OG. Full pace. You have to take the career of David Mundy, though. David Mundy or Luke Shuey? Um, oh, fuck. Deal, what do you think? Deal? I thought you were looking at me then. Well, one of them can be nicknamed Norm, another one can't. <laughs> That's very true. But this is the hard thing, is that, like... There's no disrespect and it, and to JK. Also, and it's also what you um, what you value as well to there's, answer this question. There's 
only one or two key forwards per team, and usually there's a number one and then there's a number two. That's why, in I, got AFL, bit, that's yeah. why I got a bit of a rogue list of in, names here. In AFL, for you to be named in the All-Australian team as a midfielder, to you for you to win um, Brownlows or Norm Smiths or anything like that, you've got to be a fucking pretty prominent fucking good midfielder. So yep. for Monday to sort of hit like, a little tip on the iceberg for that... I'm taking. He I'm, was all Australian. Yeah, he was. 2016. Was 2015. 15. Sorry. Yeah. When we should have won the flag. Yeah. Um. I'm taking David Mundy. 2014. 2013. Mate. No, it was 2015. That's when the Eagles lost. Yeah, which should have been a Derby Grand Final. Yeah, she should have been. So yeah. who are you taking? Sorry. I'm taking Mundy. And then the last one, David Mundy or Callan Ward. Mundy. 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 There we go. Very good. Okay. Mundy, JK, you will be missed. Ah, uh, last one. Who are you taking? Josh Kennedy or David Mundy? Josh Kennedy. JK. JK. All right. Hey, yes, Stephen Mullet retired as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all that. I like you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to move on a bit of NBA. We've been NBA-less for a few pods now. We're contracts! Get straight into it, or could be some contracts a bit later on, but we're going to start off with this. The sad passing of, unfortunately, Bill Russell. So sad. One of the icons, one of the legends of the game. A pioneer for black yep. players and coaches in the NBA. Yep. Absolute star. 11 rings. 11 13 rings. years. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's serious. All right. So, my question here is because we can't, none of us watch Bill Russell. Might have seen a few highlights. Yep. Um, so, I'm going to start off with the question Should his rings make him automatically top five? Um, I think that's a bit of a shallow question, Dill. I won't lie. I, th- I don't think when people think a player top five, they go, ah, I'm only going to count his rings. I'm just saying it's a very valued stat in NBA. I don't think Bill Russell is a top. I don't think he's probably a top 10 NBA player all time. Can I give you something that but, I don't know? But, 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 let One me go sec. this quick. Not NBA, like, based of his talents and all that, but I think as an impactful athlete in the NBA, he is certainly top three. So what he he was Muhammad Ali before Muhammad Ali in the NBA scene. Boston fans actually fucking hated Bill Russell. Yeah. First African-American coach in the NBA. And he's a player coach. And he's a player coach as well. Um, huge uh, rights activist. Um, and he was more off the court. Than he was on the court, so yep. I think never actually averaged over twenty points per game. No. Here's something that I did not but know: averaged twenty five rebounds. He won five game. MVPs. Yep, 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 yep. He was, he was, and that's I when just, it was voted for by the players. Yep, yep. And he hated. So his whole game was, and he, he's come out. Well, Bill Simmons did a fantastic piece on him in 2012. I think it was the like the Basketball Life or something like that. I can't remember it, but he spent two days with. Um, with the great man, and essentially his whole thing with the Celtics was, I'm going to do what everyone else doesn't do, if that makes sense. We've got Havlicek, we've got Bob Cousy, we've got all these old Jets um, that can score or point guard or anything like that. All right, we need someone to rebound, I'm going to rebound, I'm going to take centre, I'm going to be the assist man or, I guess, the transition um, outlet thrower, so to say. Um so he, he was like he was almost that like bits and bobs player that like the glue that you needed. Um yeah, he's a fantastic talent and ripper. Love I'll him. rattle off some stats and Ooh. this when you hear the resume, that's when you start thinking, hmm, maybe. So eleven rings, five MVPs, yep. fifteen points per game, twenty two rebounds a game yeah. over his career. Yep. Twelve time all star yep. and an Olympic gold medalist. Did you know? But what did JJ Reddick? What did, what did JJ Reddick say the other day? Playing uh, garbage man and stuff. Yeah, did you yeah. know though that he never? Sorry, not never. Out of his eleven rings, 
Seven of them, he only had to play two series. Yep. So back in the day when there was only eight teams in the league, so you can argue that the talent was condensed and more talent over the teams. But for his first seven rings, the team that finished first in both conferences went straight through to the semis. Sorry, Mm. went straight through to the conference finals. There was no first round. There was only semis, conference, and title. So his first seven rings, and I say only... Only had to play two playoff series, and the first seven were also first to three in yep. the conference finals. This is my thing. You can't compare basketball from the 1960s and how it was set up then with yeah. what it is now. Yeah. You just need to accept it for what it was then. Um, and I know what JJ Reddick said previously, and it's so disrespectful on that many level, on so many levels. But they couldn't, they couldn't, you know, accomplish what they could accomplish now. If you know what I mean, today's day and age, you can only compare no. him with them. And he did play. He played with five future Hall of Famers. Yep. Of that stretch. Yeah. But this is the thing that kind of triggers me when they finally met a team that they couldn't. That also had a player of Bill Russell's level. They never could beat him. Who? That was the seventy sixes with Will Chamberlain. Seventy sixes. The one year they lost with Will was Bill Russell had a broken leg, and he still played for. Him. Yeah. So just saying, hey. Did my research on old Bill. All right. So the, I think it was the 13th year or the 12th year, I think it was, when they made the finals and they lost. Yep. So That's just nuts. Though, oh, it? it really is. Um, it's almost so Bill Russell is like Don Bradman. Oh, I agree. 100%. You look there and you go, Don Bradman, you go, oh, fuck, 99. He's a fucking great player, like best of all time. But you go, wouldn't hit a run in today's age. You know what I mean? He wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't. I know Big Cam Ukes, friend of the pod, speak about him quite often on this thing. He not a big fan of Don Bradman, but back in the day he was a star. Bill Russell put him in today's league. Who knows what he's going to be? But he's never going to play in today's that day and age. But um, also for him, very funny, hilarious. Loved his laugh, iconic laugh. Um, and for him to have the Finals MVP award named after him is brilliant. But geez, hasn't it just been a sad year for for legends? You think obviously what we had early in the year with Warney and Rod Marsh, and now obviously Andrew, um, Simons. Andrew Simons, and then we push into international stars and mm. American stars like Bill yep. Russell. For sure, yeah, very sad, but yeah, what a iconic and honestly, so bit, well, of a, yeah. bit of a perplexing career. Yeah, and fantastic personality. Some people don't know what to make of it. Some bit of a what? Perplexing. Oh, he tongue tied him. I got it back. Bit there, didn't he? All right, so let's move on to some day and age NBA now. So, not a lot has been happening on the old trade front. Yep, but the rumors still swirling. So. Donovan Mitchell and Kevin Durant. Right now, um, there's no market, but the market would be in the US. Favourites for Donovan would be the Knicks. Yep. The last rumour was six to eight first-round picks. Yep. Now, you'd assume with that many picks, they could probably just do a an Obi Toppin with who else is on that team? Mitchell oh, Robinson, maybe a manual quickly. Um, or something. So yeah, maybe yeah, quickly. Let, let's let's just let's just go very quick. Oh, sorry, you need you need money to make it up. Okay, so you go Evan Fournier, Emmanuel quickly, and who's the first person I said? Obi, Obi Toppin. Toppin. And let's say six first for Donovan Mitchell. Now the one thing that the Knicks have up their sleeve, I'm pretty sure they own a Charlotte first. Yep. They own a Mavericks first, and they might own another team's first. So in reality. If they were to pull the trigger on that trade, they may only need to give up two or three of their own first. Mm. Would you do that trade if you're New York? Yep. I, I, I'll be honest. You're wearing a New York jumper right now. I'm yep. doing it. So this let's is, be good for once. 
This is the thing. <laughs> this is the thing I don't fucking understand, Dill. You can't have a. I would say yes to this pre Jalen Brunson. Yeah, okay. You can't have a backcourt of Donovan Mitchell of and Jalen Brunson. You can't. You yeah. fucking can't, mate. So if they do need a pure out and out scorer of which Mitchell is, questions on the defensive end, as we saw in the playoffs with Utah the last few years. Yeah, he taps him on the butt on the way to the yeah, rim. Yeah, but you can't fucking have those two in your backcourt. Yeah, like, yeah. You just can't. So that's why I'm saying no. Like, um, But at the same time, you want the Knicks yes, to do Utah, it Yes, for Utah, obviously. For yeah, Utah's, Utah, yeah. you pull the trigger. Danny Ainge is just going, give me those picks, baby. Give yeah, for, picks. Sure, for yeah. sure. Who's going to be, <laughs> if that deal goes through, a little segue, yeah, yeah. if that deal goes through and you got Utah with fucking 15 million first round, well, first round picks, and then you got OKC. Okay, Who's going to be better, quicker? OKC or Utah? Oh, like, OKC. OKC. Yeah. But I'm saying, I'm saying like, there? who's going to be in the first conference championship? Yeah, OKC. Because they're already halfway there. Okay. Um, Interesting. Interesting. And look, it, honestly, it wouldn't be a bad move for Utah. Try to bottom out. Absolutely bottom out. Get that Victor Wanyama. Is, is looking like he could be the next everything in well, the league. He's going to end up being seven foot three. Yeah, isn't he already seven three? Which makes me sick. Yeah. Probably still going. And like you should, you should watch his his form. It's not like some of these big men that you see. It's pure. Yeah, it's a it pure is. stroke. It's Kevin Durant, like it's, it's a flush. pure stroke. It is flush. Yeah. But speaking of Kevin Durant, so then, so um, look, if I'm, oh, so I'll finish up on that one as well. If I'm New York, and let's just say I was right, and they only need to give up two or three of their own, sure. One like may as well try to try to do something with it. So, Jalen Brown becomes so here we go. Not Jalen Brunson. Jalen not Jalen Brown. Jalen Brunson becomes tradable soon. I'm going to ask you a question on Kevin Durant. Yep. With Boston. Yep. Yep. So you're aware of obviously the whole Jalen Brown stuff. Yep. Tell me when the Celtics should say no. Okay, so the trade. So the rumor. Mm-hmm. So to go to rumors here. The rumor mill was that the trade was. Brown and Derek White, Derek White, and picks and picks for four for, first rounders. I think yeah, it was for Durant. So quickly, would you do that? Yes or no? For who? For Durant, if you were the Nets. <sighs> Derek White and Jalen Brown. I don't know. I no, no. I think they should. They were right to say no. No, but and then, then they Nets, counted. The Nets yeah. counted, and instead of Derek White, wanted Smart. Are you doing that? If I'm who. If you're the Nets, the the Nets. Oh, the Nets. I've already, I've, I've already made my. Um, sorry, sorry, I, sorry. The Celtics. I'd do the Derek White one before I did the Marcus Smart. Yeah. So you wouldn't give up Marcus Smart. No, no, I wouldn't give up Marcus Smart. Um, Would you be willing to go Jalen Brown? So he's obviously the piece. Yep. And you go like Grant Williams, Derek White. Uh, give me another role player. Peyton Pritchard. Yep, and picks. Would you? The problem. See, you okay. keep Marcus Smart. It's, this is such. You keep a, Marcus Smart. It's such a hard question because you need, <laughs> you almost need one more year to work out if you need to do this trade. The Celtics just went to the finals. You need one more year of the current group to go. Yeah, maybe Jalen Brown doesn't have it. Mm. Maybe Jason Tatum is too overloaded in the playoffs. Yeah. Right now, look. If they if they turn Jason Jalen if they turn Jalen Brown into Kevin Durant are they the are they the favourites? Mate, this is the thing. Is are they the favourites? I think yeah. I think the Celtics are sh- sorry. The Celtics are stupid to not do it for not doing this trade. I think Kevin Durant coming in it is proven in recent memory 
for you to win an NBA Finals, you need to have a top five, top ten player in the league. I don't think Jason Tatum's. You can. It was pretty obvious. You couldn't rely on him there and then. Can I? Can I? If, if the Celtics stayed with the same roster, made the Finals next year, can you confidently tell me that you can rely on Jalen Brown again? No. No, you can't. Can you rely on Kevin Durant? Yes. Yeah, you can. And I think it comes down to that. Okay. You got Kevin Durant. Thirty-four. Doesn't matter. I don't think it matters. He's got a jumper. Kevin just needed to play 50 games or whatever it is. Tatum's going to be the kid. Learn a bit off you. Probably my only thing with the whole Marcus Smart deal, like Malcolm Brogdon's injured as all hell. So question marks. And like if you got rid of Derek White, then you're really going to be shallow with a bench. So would you still do it if it was Marcus Smart instead of Derek White? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. Kobe? Probably, but you'd need a little bit. I'm going to – I'd almost do – this is really weird – but almost do it for the next year. Not this season coming, but for the following. So you've got Durant, who'll be 35 then. You've got Tatum a year older, but then hopefully you're able to fill out the roster a little bit better and have a few better role players, see how Malcolm Brogdon goes. But next year will be too late. You can't, have, so. you can't have Marcus Smart as your third leading scorer and Jalen Brown as a flaky two-way player. His handles are horrible. He was one of the reasons why they couldn't actually... Yes, he was able to get buckets off his own accord, but he couldn't handle the rock. It was all relying on Tatum and Marcus Smart. Where's so Phoenix sitting in all this? They've openly said... they made not, a lot of noise. They said they're not interested. They um, openly said they're not interested after signing DeAndre Ayton. Um, Add to did Miami. Yeah, they had no choice. Once DeAndre Ayton was brought back, he couldn't be signed... Couldn't be traded. Um, couldn't be traded until January. Yeah. And, and for the next year... Gets to say where he wants to go. So as of right now, we're going to be watching Kyrie and KD opening yeah. night playing yep. for the Nets. Yep, we are. Could be predicted that preseason. Too. That could be interesting. Um, so on the Nets, Ben Simmons comes back. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons will play opening night. Yep. KD plays opening night. Kyrie plays opening night. Still, the thing got, is, still got Seth Curry and you still got we, fucking Patty have, Mills. Have we seen... Joe Harris comes back. Have we seen a more dysfunctional team that if all their players were just there are a top three title contender? Doesn't it just piss you off? Don't know if they're title contenders. Oh, they definitely are. KD, Kyrie and Ben Simmons. I think we saw that. shooting around. Well... What do you mean we saw that? We haven't well, seen protecting Ben Simmons in a... Who's protecting the rim? I don't think it's Ben. It's not, are you going to rely on Nick Claxton? That, but, was their, that was their big Achilles heel and we saw that with the defence that the Celtics in a way played with Robert Williams anchoring. So they need someone to be, give them that post-presence and they tried with Paul Millsap, they tried with Blake Griffin, they tried with fucking... Um, they couldn't try with Ben Simmons though, who's 6'10". They could, but are we going to rely on Ben to sit in the post? Like maybe, that would be fucking cool to see, but I don't think it makes well, him a title contender. defensive player of the year. As a guard, let's be fair. Mm, I, I think he can do it either way. I, I know, but we're talking about Ben Simmons now, not four years ago or three years ago. Two. Same thing. <laughs> You know what I mean. <laughs> I you think know it'd be I mean. fine, honestly. But I, I don't think it makes him a title contender. No, I don't. I think there's too many question marks with him. Yep. I think it makes him relevant. I think Mandela's sitting here going, "No, you're a goose." <laughs> no, I don't. I think people are agreeing with me. You can't think that a team with all the disenchantment they've had over the last arguably two years. Yeah. You bring in a guy who's just wanted to be traded, another guy who signed a, a selfish extension and wants to go. And you got a, a guy who sat out a final play a final playoff game for because of you know wasn't all there mentally. Yeah. I think there's too many issues for that team to be deemed a title contending. Mm. So that's my talent alone. You look there, you, you hop onto two K and you go fuck yeah. In reality, I think it's a bigger picture at play for the Nets. 
Mm, and okay. I don't think Steve Nash is going to be able to bring it all back. Have I got you guys thinking now? Ben Simmons. Hey. Mm. I can't wait till I sit here and tell you how Ben Simmons and Ash Barty are the same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that is... I'm going to flog you. That's that is shallow. That is content for the day. I've got um, a joke as well, by I've the way. got no idea how long the pod's been going for because it's done that weird thing again where it says we've been recording for an hour and a half. We've been recording for what forty minutes? I so know. I don't know. Kobe, you Tom got quiz. Time is just a you got you got quiz. Hour. You got good quiz. They I weren't happy quiz. with the quiz last week. They were not, and it they was fucking average. Hey, well, I what? wasn't happy with that either. Get over Kiss it. your quantum. Because I was doing, I did it fucking during the pod. So which is shit prep. Our, our listeners shit around. I got told to do it during the pod. Is it worth we just outsource it? For well, guess episode? what? Guess what? I've got a quiz. Okay, I put a little bit of fucking time into it. Okay, fuck yeah. So if you want to come for me, you know where I live. Anyway, what is it? Cotthill. So there's a couple. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Beep this shit out again. So, how's it work? We got a quiz. Yep. Pretty straightforward questions, Mm -hmm. just for you to answer. Mm -hmm. All right. But we've got a couple controversies floating around at the moment, don't we? Yes. So it's all about controversies. Okay. Nice and easy quiz. Just answer the fucking question. Why are you looking at me when you say this? Because you do some weird shit when I do quizzes. You ask, you ask right. weird shit. All right, how many questions? I, there's 10. Yes. All right. good, and good, if good, I say good there's a different thing to do for the answer, then there's a different thing to do for the answer. I will say it before the question. We will have a okay? fight over this. But what is your buzzer? I don't you get to me. nominate your own. Hmm. Deal? Buddy. No, it has to be longer than seven letters. I'm Body, giving party. you Wembenyana. No! <laughs> Wait, what am I? Yeah, what no. am I? What am I then? Marianovic. Marianovic. Yep. Boban. Marianovic. Can I just say Boban? No. Nah. It's the whole point. Webanyaba. Okay. All right. Marianovic. So controversy number uno. Yes. Uno. Uh, we touched on this, man. Which river did Ben Cousins swim across during a night? Marianama. That's not even. <laughs> <laughs> no. Come on, mate. Someone buzz in with the yeah. correct buzzer. I can't say his name. I actually can't say his name. Wembenyama. No, yes. I can't. No, seriously. Okay, I'm not actually doing this. I'm not doing this. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, fine. With Dylan Cobb, but Dylan's got the first one right. I, are you fucking? You can't. No, Hayden. You cannot crack it. You <laughs> have to say. <laughs> he you said Marianovic two seconds ago. I can't say. I told you I couldn't say it. Mate, I got Marianovic. I can't say his name. Mate, I got Wembenyama, <laughs> mate. <laughs> Easy. All right, Ma- Marjanovic. Do you want Marjanovic? No. All right. So the fucking Swan River. So the fucking six-year-old doesn't crack it. <laughs> Swan We're going to take that question out. But Swan it was River. the Swan River. Yeah. I would have fucking had it, but you wouldn't let me because. So my, your bu- your buzzer is now Cobb. I'm one. Your buzzer is now. Dylan. I'm on one. Sweet. It's You're no. It's zero one. zero. We're stripping that back the fact because that you have made the. See how he fucked it again. His he, fault he again. No, he gave me the name. Done anything wrong? Yes, you have. Question number one. Wembenyama. What was rumoured to be the true reason why Michael Jordan first retired? Uh, suspended for gambling. Correct. Oh, you're done. Well one done. zero. Well done. One all. No, one zero. <laughs> Don't fucking start. <laughs> He's which, already started. Which yeah. Olympics did Ian Thorpe false start at? Do. 2000. No. Cold. Correct. 04. Correct. Of course. I was going to say 04. I was going to say Extra point. Where was it? Athens. Correct. Damn That's it. two. Give him an extra two. two one. Thank you. Question number three. Three one. Where was Siren Gate played between Fremantle and St Kilda? Cop. Yes. Loceston. Correct. What was the name of the stadium at that point in time? Ooh, oh, fuck. Wasn't Blundstone? You've got five seconds. 
Nah, I can't pass. I don't know. Aurora Stadium. Oh, Aurora. wow. Very good. In your little fold-out pamphlet, it would say AU. We should... What? Yeah. AU, yeah. it would. Yes, thank well, you. I'm making it, shit up now. We should know that. AFL Live 2004. 3-1. Aurora. Question number four. What year was Melbourne convicted of tanking during the 2009 season? So the investigation led up. Cobb. What year did they actually get convicted? 2014. Incorrect. Oh, what year did they actually get convicted? Yep. Dill. Yep. It was fair. 2013. Correct, Ooh, Dill. Well done. 3-2. Well done. That's good. This is, should be an easy one. Hmm. What was the name of the doctor at the Dill. centre? Dank. Stephen Dank. Correct. 3-3. Three, three. You picked the right one there. All right, here we go. Not good for our listeners, though. They don't know what the question is. Well, do you want, are we going to implement no, a, no, can't the do it doctor now. at the centre of the Essendon Drugs? Well, are we going to implement a... We're not a visual... No, mate, we're you not can a visual, do whatever you like. We're no, not a visual you. podcast. All right. Okay, I'm just trying to help our listeners out here. It is 4-3? 3-3. 3-3? but yeah. Which city was the Australian cricket team in for the bowl tampering scandal? Cobb. Cape Town. Correct. 4-3. I knew that too. I knew it There's three questions left. I knew it too. Fuck. How much... Was the Carlton Football Club fined oh, in 2002 fuck. after breaching the salary cap? It is in money and yeah. it is closest wins. Deal. $500,000. Why was I going to say the exact same amount? Cobb? 750000 One point to Cobb. Yeah. $930,000. Yeah. That's a big point. First round draft pick. And first round draft pick and people wonder why it took them so long to do get you know, good again. Can I just have a little one for you? Go. Do you know who that number one draft pick was? Brendan Goddard <laughs> Should have been a bagger well, Okay but Did they actually finish 18th though? Uh, I don't know I don't So know. then that doesn't Can't matter But it was that it pick was Can't remember deal I was five years old 4-3 um, 5-3 five, three. Five, five, three. Five, three to, Cobb. to Cobb. Cobb Shit Two questions left Brendan Yama Alright Who were Argentina playing During the famous <gasps> Hand of God game Where Maradona touched the ball Before scoring Cobb England Correct 6-3 Holy shit. This is going not the way I thought it was going to go. Is there a extra point on there? Is there an extra point on Which hand did he touch it with? No, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Final question, what's it worth? Five points. No, it's not. Fuck yeah. What is this, mate? That's it's worth why, five points. That's why you can't go too early. because This is a good one, too. Points. So you have to tell me a story uh-huh. to answer this. Yeah. And the closest in my mind wins. Okay. Right. Sorry. So, so it's up to your perception as to what the bet... That's yep. fucked. At the Sydney Olympics... <laughs> at the Sydney Paralympics... Why... Was the Spanish intellectually disabled basketball team disqualified? Oh, I should know this. Wait, say that again. Say the question again, sorry. At the Sydney Olympics, why was the Spanish intellectually disabled basketball team disqualified? Deal. Yep, deal. You buzzed in first. They had someone on the team that actually wasn't intellectually disabled. Cobb. The whole team weren't intellectually disabled. I'm going to give it to Cobb. Thank you. I'm going to give it to Cobb because 10 of the 12 players had nothing wrong with them. Yeah, I remember this. I remember What's this. left? Spit chumps off the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Try your luck. We can't yeah. bring in Pau Gasol. It'll be too yeah. obvious. We bought so him there you up. Go, Cobb. We bought him up. Yeah, yeah, very good. Thank you. 1 0 for Kobe quizzes. Thank you. Don't bother yeah. there, Kobe. Nah, you. That's a really good quiz, actually. Um, All right. And just How's a, that, though? And a that's quick little. Fucked. That's actually fucked. Quick uh, little joke yep. for the group. Do you want a long one or a short one? Short one. Okay. What do you call it when Batman skips church? What? Christian Bale. 
<laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Hey, uh, guys. Yep. I was diagnosed as colorblind today. What do you oh. mean? It came out of the purple. Oh. <laughs> 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 fucking numb DC. Yeah, that's here.